Hello and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Fred. And I'm Wilma. We're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages. We encourage you to listen together, children with parents or children's workers, and to pause the episode if you can and talk about the stories and the questions that will come up. Hey Wilma, can you believe that this is the final episode of this series of Bible Podlets? I know, it's gone so fast. We've got to make sure that this is the ultimate episode for our listeners. In fact, let's call it the ultimate transformer. The word ultimate can mean lots of things, but here we're using it to mean the absolute best or the greatest. So how about we talk about some of our ultimates? If you're listening at home, can you think of your ultimates too? Yes, okay. So Fred, what is your ultimate holiday destination? Now, funnily enough, me and my wife were talking about this today because why not? And we think going to Orlando Resort in (gasps) Florida and doing the Harry Potter Wizarding World tour and just all the theme parks in America because Americans do it better than UK, don't they? Like, UK's is good, but America's is different level. I'm sure lots of our listeners would agree that that is perhaps their ultimate holiday destination as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm torn now because I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one because that sounds really good. But on the flip side of the coin, I could really do with a really good rest right now and maybe walking around a theme park wouldn't be very restful. So I quite like to go to the Maldives where it's just like white sand beaches and those gorgeous little huts that people stay in that are like over the sea um, and just having a really relaxation type holiday I think would be my ultimate right now. Well, that sounds also very nice. I think any type <laughs> of holiday would be good. Yeah, all holidays are good, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about our ultimate things, uh, but um, our episode today is called The Ultimate Transformer. So I wonder what today's news story is about. Let's listen to it now and find out. Hi, I'm Stacey Unruly. Today, I investigate claims that Jesus really is the Son of God. I have been hearing claims from a number of people that Jesus of Nazareth, who was just put to death by the Romans, has returned to life again and is actually the Son of God. I need to investigate these claims for myself, so I have tracked down three of Jesus' closest followers and they are here with me now. Peter, James and John, babes, thanks for talking with me today. My questions for you centre around three claims that have been made by all of you. First, that Jesus has been transformed in what can only be described as a heavenly manner. I believe you called it his transfiguration. Second, that Jesus came back to life after he were crucified and finally that he were later seen ascending into heaven. We'll start by talking to you, John Boy. Please explain what happened when Jesus was, in your words, transfigured. Well, uh, Jesus took the three of us, uh, but of course, 
I was the one whom he loved most, uh, up to the top of the mountain. When we got up there, Jesus' face became as, as well as bright as the sun, and his clothes were a blinding white. I mean, literally the whitest white I have ever seen. The whitest white you've ever seen? Did you have to get your eyes tested afterwards? No, no I didn't. Uh, but, but we did see Elijah and Moses standing there with Jesus, and they were talking to each other. Sounds like you need to get your eyes tested, babes, because those two have been long dead. We all saw them. And, oh, and then this guy here, Peter, well, he decided to try and build them all a shelter. <laughs> all right, all right. It was a confusing time, and I just wanted to do something nice for the three of them. Anyway, then we all heard God's voice from heaven saying that Jesus was his son and that he loved him and that he was very pleased with him, and that we should all listen to what he says. It all sounds very amazing, doesn't it? A bit unbelievable. So, moving on, tell me about the alleged resurrection of Jesus. Well, I can tell you all about that, because I saw the evidence. Well, well, well we all saw it. Yeah, saw we all did. We all saw it. Well, well, ah, I was the first, John. Rude. Jesus had been taken to be buried in a tomb by some friends. Then Mary Magdalene, Joanna and James's mum, Mary, went to the tomb with some spices to put on his body. But when they got there, the stone had been rolled away and there was nobody inside. Then these two strange men with glowing clothes came up to them and told them that Jesus had risen. When the women came back to us, I got up and ran to the tomb to see it for myself. And they were right. It was completely empty, apart from some strips of linen cloth. And after that, we were gathered together and Peter was telling us what he saw. And Jesus showed up in the room with us and just said, hi. It was amazing, but also really scary. We thought at first he was a ghost. No, or, or the Holy Ghost. Hey, oh, yeah. the Holy nice. Ghost. <laughs> Classic John. Oh, well, I am the favourite. And so they, they always react like that to my jokes. Okay, James, my Jimmy J, what happened after that? Tell me about the ascension part. After we had eaten, we went out to Bethany and there Jesus gave us some final instructions and then he ascended. Poof, he just disappeared and went up to heaven. Well, we were all in awe and couldn't do anything other than worship him. Jesus is the son of God and he died to save everyone from their sins. So, of course, we want to go around telling people about it. Well, thank you guys very much. Do you know what? This all sounds very convincing to me and my investigation into these events have revealed other people who have also claimed to have seen and heard what you have told me now as well. Do you know, I think I do believe it were real and that Jesus really is the Son of God who came to take the sins of the world. That's all from me, Stacey Unruly, but I'm going to continue talking with PJ and Jay about what I must do now to be saved. I'll check back in with you babes when I find out more. Goodbye for now, my loves. What a fantastic story there. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and we're going to ask some questions. And we'd encourage you to pause the podcast, if you can, and talk about your answers together. In our news story today, we heard about not one, not two, but three ways Jesus was transformed. The transfiguration, the resurrection, and his ascension. So we're going to jump straight into our first question for today. 
How was Jesus transformed at each of these events? The Transfiguration, the Resurrection and his Ascension. The question again, how was Jesus transformed at each of these events? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. At the Transfiguration, Jesus' face became as bright as the sun and his clothes were glowing white. When Jesus was resurrected, he came back to life after being dead. And at the Ascension, Jesus transformed from a human body into a heavenly one and went back to be with God. Wow, I can see why he would be the ultimate transformer. He transformed three times. I know. There's a lot to think about. So to help you, we'll ask a question about each transformation, starting with the transfiguration. So think back to what John told us about in the news story. Our second question for today is this. What did Jesus' transformed appearance show to his disciples? The question again. What did Jesus' transformed appearance show to his disciples? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. And then press play when you're ready to continue. The transfiguration must have been amazing to see firsthand but it would have also been completely strange and confusing to them yes it would but it taught them some interesting things about who jesus is jesus's transfiguration showed that the kingdom of god could be seen on earth and also that jesus was the messiah the son of god that's right peter james and john saw a peak of jesus as he would be like in heaven And they heard from God himself that Jesus was his son. What more proof could they need that they were followers of the right person? The second way Jesus was transformed was by his resurrection. We all know that Jesus was nailed to a cross and died. And we heard in episode 7 about Nicodemus who went and helped to bury Jesus' body in the tomb. But Jesus didn't stay there. No, he didn't. He came back to life again. And when people went to check on the tomb, they found out he had risen. As we heard in our news story earlier on, Jesus appeared in the same room as the disciples when they weren't expecting it. We've come to our next question. What would the disciples have felt seeing Jesus stood there with them when they thought he was dead? The question again. What would the disciples have felt seeing Jesus stood there with them when they thought he was dead. Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. The Bible says that the disciples had lots of different reactions to seeing Jesus back from the dead. At first, they were afraid because they thought he was a ghost and they were shocked that he had turned up in the room and was talking to them. But after they realized that it really was Jesus, They were filled with joy and they were amazed. The last transformation that happened to Jesus was his ascension. This was when Jesus went back up to heaven in front of his disciples. So our next question is this. Why did Jesus go back to heaven? The question again. Why did Jesus go back to heaven? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. 
Jesus went back to heaven because he had finished the work on earth that God had planned for him to do. That was to take the punishment for everyone's sin, which would then allow everybody to have a relationship with God again. In John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus tells the disciples that he would go back to heaven, God's house, and prepare rooms for those who believe in him. So Jesus is in heaven, preparing a room for us to be with him when we die. Yes, that's right. You know, there is also one other way that Jesus is the ultimate transformer. You may have heard this word before, salvation. Salvation is being saved from sin and not being separated from God anymore so that we are able to have a relationship with him. We've come to our last question for today. Why is salvation important? The question again, why is salvation important? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Salvation is important for a few reasons. Firstly, it means that we can be saved from sin. That's the things we do wrong. Like we said before, when we sin, there is a consequence. We become separated from God. But God doesn't want that. So he sent Jesus who lived a perfect life to die on the cross so that our mistakes could be forgiven, so that we can be close to God again, and so that we can be free from that sin. Having a relationship with God also means that we can go and be with him in heaven when we die on earth. Salvation is the way Jesus transforms those who believe in him. So not only has Jesus been transformed himself, he also transforms us. So the disciples told as many people as they could about this good news because they wanted as many people as possible to be saved. And it's the same message that Christians all around the world share with other people as well. But it's for each person to decide for themselves. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? That he died to take the punishment for the things you do wrong? Came back to life again and is now in heaven? If you do, perhaps now is the time to ask for Jesus to help you every day. You can do this by praying to God saying sorry for the things that you've done wrong and asking Jesus to come and live inside of you and to help you to live in the way that he wants you to. And if you're not sure how to do this, then ask your adult to help you. Some people, including the disciples at times, found it difficult to believe that Jesus had transformed in some of the ways we have talked about. And even today, some people have doubts and find it difficult to believe in Jesus. Even we may have our doubts sometimes, but that's okay because faith is a step into the unknown. So if there was no doubt, there would be no need for faith. So for the last time in this series, we're going to end with a game. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. We're going to take it in turns to say two things about ourselves that are true and one thing that is a lie. The other person and you playing along at home have to guess which two things to believe is true and which one is a lie. So, are you ready to play? Oh yes, I'd love to play, Fred. Great. Here are mine. Number one, when I was a child, 
I used to collect wood lice in the garden. <laughs> Number two, I once tried to feed my pet goldfish corned beef. Oh no, poor fish. And Number three, I stung myself with a wasp. Right, okay. Well, I can't see why anybody would deliberately sting themselves. So I think that's perhaps the lie. So you think it's the third one that I stung myself with a wasp? Yeah, I think that's a lie. That was in fact true. <gasps> why would you do that? I didn't do it on purpose. Oh, Fred. <laughs> So of the two remaining ones, which one do you think is true? So the woodlouse and the corned beef. And I'm going to say the collecting woodlouse, woodlice is true then, because if, you, if you're messing around with wasps, then hanging out with woodlice as well, I'm saying it's probably true. <laughs> I can see the logic. <laughs> so you think that one's true? Yeah, I think the, wood, the woodlice is true. It is in fact a lie. No way. You gave you yes. corned beef. I tried. <laughs> There is a video, a home video of me wanting to stood up. So our goldfish, our little fish tank was up on a shelf above the TV. So I'm stood on this little stool talking to my mum, who's filming me uh, with the camcorder, saying all the things that I would like to feed the fish. Can I feed the fish? What would you feed them? And I say, what about corned beef or broccoli or <laughs> cauliflower or peas or <laughs> and just i just listed all of the things that i ate because i thought the fish might also eat yeah. those well i hope the rspca aren't listening <laughs> i will have to say I put a disclaimer in here we never actually fed the fish those things <laughs> well, that's really um i was not allowed okay right i'm gonna um tell you my uh, three things now see you perform better than i just did so number one is uh when i was a child um i karate kicked a door frame and broke my toe number two is uh i once won a cookery competition um for the supermarket asda uh, and was in the local newspaper and number three again we're going to go back to toes is that my toes are webbed so which do you think is the lie i have never seen your feet i and i've never tasted your cooking either <laughs> um uh, karate kick i think the karate kick's a lie you think the karate kick's a lie that is actually true um oh wow I've never done karate before in my life but i was just messing around and did this like karate kid move and i was like oh that was so cool mom come and look at this and i did it again and kicked the door frame and broke my toe <laughs> Very painful. Oh, no. <laughs> right so that one was true so one of the other two is a mm. lie is the webbed toes a lie the webbed toes is a lie <laughs> can swim okay, okay but, but no webbed toes <laughs> 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 well, it was uh, sometimes very difficult to decide what to believe was true. <laughs> I know, but the good thing is, when it comes to believing in Jesus, there are lots of things that we can do to help us make a decision. We can read the Bible, and we can talk to other Christians, and we can pray. And those things help us to find out the truth. The important thing is, though, to keep moving forward through the ups and downs, and trusting God 
even when things seem uncertain. So how did you get on with our two truths and a lie game at home? Did you manage to guess which things to believe? And what were your ultimate things that we talked about earlier on in the episode? You can tell us via our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDB of E. And you can find all of our previous episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each of those to use in children's groups at church on our website at www.bdeducation.org.uk. And we just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who has uh, downloaded or listened to Bible Podlets over the last uh, 10 episodes. It's been amazing to see uh, how much uh, this podcast is being used, um, not just in the UK, but also abroad as well. And it's been amazing. We just want to say a massive thank you um, to the other people that have contributed to uh, our whole series. Um, it's been great to have those different voices in there too. Um, so a big thank you uh, to them and to you, our listeners. Um, I hope, we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. But sadly, that's all from us for this episode and for this series. But we hope to see you again when we return for our next series and maybe some bonus episodes in between. Bye Bye for now. now. Bible Podlets was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and edited and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, visit bdeducation.org.uk.